0: But why some say the moon? Why choose
1: this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain?
0: Why 35 years ago? Why the Atlantic? Why does Wright place Hector? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing.
1: Not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
0: It's a new year.
1: 2016,
0: and here we are, the Other Things Podcast, first one of the new year. I know it's been late. Uh, we've been it's busy. been, it's been just a crazy beginning to the new year.
1: Yeah, we've been busy over at Open Box. That's Open sure.
0: Boxes is, is just going nuts with business. So I mean, that's a good thing. Sorry to you guys who, you know, the the listener. That's okay, Bob and Brian our, are on our one listener
1: for like a week, so. What's that? They Bob Bryan, my my part of open box was on mm-hmm. vacation for like a week, so That's I had it a true. little easy. So you
0: had a nice you had yeah, a nice little vacation. Little I had I had another vacation right, too right. over the over the Christmas season. Uh, our last podcast, we were joined with Matthew, yes, my brother in law. Yeah, uh, we talked about the Force Awakens, everything about the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we actually are talking about already episode eight right. in today's podcast. But before we get to that. Uh, Brock, why don't you start with this lead?
1: Yeah, well, the NFL playoffs have been going on, and uh, as a Packer fan, didn't feel super great going into the playoffs. Not
0: particularly. Um, As you, you know, were mentioning, Bob and Brian, did you happen to listen to them last Monday?
1: Last Monday? Yeah, to
0: the Zabin segment. Oh,
1: yes. Um, them and their sports guy, Steve Zabin, were going back and forth about because um, they're playing the Redskins. They're playing um, the Redskins, and that's is, Zabin's team. Right, exactly. Yes. Um, so there was kind of a little bit of, you know, playful animosity there. But uh, in a comeback that I didn't really expect at all, the Packers played amazing. Um, our defense held it together like I haven't seen in a long time. And I wish that the team that played the Redskins had been around for the rest of the season because I apparently we just do really well in playoff games because this has happened to the Packers before where they haven't had a very good regular season but then stepping into the playoffs all of a sudden they just turn on something or maybe the pressure helps them but right. um yeah they really they really knocked it out of the park um and then other wild cards this that weekend too scored real big this uh, has been a
0: big week for really a big year for the right? wild card teams all of the division winners do we play the, the for the first calls? round has been Next. knocked out that is correct. The yes. Packers play the Cardinals next week. Now we played them three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Lost. Yes. <laughs> Thirty-eight to eight. Right. We don't like to talk about it, no. but this is a very different Packers team. And true. I had many pending comments throughout the whole game. You yeah. Know, where the Packers looked like they were going to be good, and then the season taught me to be quiet. <laughs> wait, and well, I was able it. to say a lot of my comments. Uh, I was actually watching with a buddy, and, uh, um, and many times throughout the game, I would sit there and say, uh, pending comment. Yeah. He's like, pending, well, okay, I'll wait. You know, and I was able to say the comment, and I'm like, you know, if the it was things like if the Packers score again, we're in a really good position. Right. It looks like you our offense. You didn't want to be optimistic, but. It looks like our offense woke up. Right. Things like that where. I don't know, it could be yeah. very scary, and there are a lot of parallels between this team right now and the mm-hmm. one from 2010 that what won the Super Bowl.
1: And uh, another big NFL winner this weekend, uh, somehow by the grace of some divine power, the Seahawks won. Um, that that uh, opposing kicker that missed, I don't even, that was like the That's, shortest. His name is missed, Blair Walsh. Yes, yeah, the shortest missed field goal of all time. Uh in playoffs game. Definitely
0: in the playoffs. In the playoffs. I know game. it was the shortest game winning field goal attempt mm-hmm. in the playoffs.
1: Zabin said like the, the other
0: throws it way left.
1: The next shortest one was like thirty eight yards. So but like this one was just I don't even know how they missed that. But See, are the you Seahawks on, are just lucky, I think.
0: How about this? Are you on the Blair Walsh Blair Walsh Blame train?
1: like that is it Seahawks is it completely is it
0: is it all Blair Walsh's fault for missing the field goal
1: I think that he didn't miss it but it wasn't like on purpose it definitely was just because no, there's massive pressure I think
0: I'm gonna miss this one <laughs> there are a lot of, I made the previous three I don't need another one
1: there are a lot of people who were like oh they paid him off blah 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 to throw the game that kind of thing don't think that's what happened. I honestly think he just cracked another pressure. That happens. And, like, if you play a position like kicker in the NFL, you have to know that you have to deal with that kind of pressure. Um, other positions like that, our quarterback or, you know, even wide receiver, you have to make that catch at the end of the game or make that catch for the extra two points or, you know. So I think that that, that pressure is pretty universal, but uh, he just succumbed to it, I guess. And he did. And I think that it will probably throw him off. For next year uh, I think you'll probably you know still be in a funk depending on what kind of a guy he is of course it right. is
0: very hard for kickers to regain their confidence right. after missing a huge yeah and of a course, huge like, one like that Mason Crosby went through that yes. a few years ago from the Packers the kicker for the Packers but he was able to to overcome it mm-hmm. he was put he was constantly put into situations where look if you don't make this right you know if you don't make this we lose and that's a big deal but he was able to overcome that, gain his confidence back. True. Um, and even in the postseason this year, they gave him what was it—a 65-yard attempt, <laughs> which right. was right down the middle, but just a little bit short. Understandable. I, I think it hit That's the. I think it vehicle. hit the cross.
1: The the. It did hit. The, cross I think it beam, hit the the lower beam, which right.
0: which is incredible. But my take on that is Blair Walsh scored the previous nine
1: points. Right. So it's like there are
0: many more people on the mm-hmm. Vikings offense and defense who can score points. And besides Blair Walsh, he got them to yeah. the point of maybe being able to win this game. And it isn't where just were the like, where were the rest of the Minnesota Vikings?
1: about those missed points that he missed out on? It's also about the rest of his team letting it affect them mentally. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just puts you, it just takes down morale and puts you in a bad place mentally. And if you let that happen to you and you let yourself get psyched out like that, right. just because you missed one field goal instead of just being like, all right, guys, let's just keep playing. We right. still got this. Um, that can definitely affect you. So I, I do think that that had something to do with it, but overall crazy weekend for the NFL. Absolutely. Um, looking forward to seeing the rest of the playoffs. Like you said, Cardinals on Saturday for the Packers definitely will be cheering for that game. Hopefully mm-hmm. the Packers, the Packers that showed up last weekend will show up this weekend too.
0: I'm really hoping and just another review. I really like where Kansas City is right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um they were able to just route the the Colts, not the Colts. Houston. Correct. They were able to just route Houston. It was 30 to nothing. That's pretty Houston crazy. didn't even show up and they were playing at home. Now, yeah. I'm really liking the storyline that's that's appearing definitely with the wild card teams. It would be great if the wild card teams all each win again so that it's only wild card teams in the respective that championships. So that would be just a great storyline. I would love it. Um, and it would validate the
1: Anything that makes for interesting games of football, I'm down for. And that would. Absolutely. And
0: and, that would. and 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 with the storyline too. Yeah. It would be validating for not only the Packers but the Steelers, all the other teams except true. for really the Seahawks. <laughs> also true. Seahawks are the only team where it's not really validating, but hey, right. they but that would mean they would have to come back to Lambeau Field.
1: True, true. Which
0: would be another great storyline yeah, because yeah. the
1: Packers don't
0: had anyway we should move on because sports like games. sports isn't our isn't our main suit I kind of snuck that tech now? yeah I snuck that into um, all things entertainment but yes we're moving on to tech now when we're talking about tech initially I never would have thought to be talking about Chrysler personally I don't really like Chrysler vehicles
1: I don't think that me or any of my family members have ever owned a Chrysler vehicle have you
0: my family has okay uh, was i grew it, up was it the minivan series i grew up with the plymouth okay version right. which is yeah, still yeah, by yeah, chrysler yeah. um it was kind of like their not their main one obviously chrysler is right. their main one but it was kind of the offshoot of that they had dodge they had plymouth all the other ones right. uh i learned to drive in a 1999 plymouth grand voyager okay um which is kind of the ancestor of this vehicle now chrysler is reviving the pacifica and they're eliminating it was it was a like minivan suv crossover right it wasn't quite a minivan but it wasn't quite an suv either but they're reviving the pacifica as just a minivan and a hybrid and a hybrid we'll get to that um Interestingly enough, they're getting rid of the town and country. Okay. And Dodge is eliminating the the which Grand has been Caravan a very road.
1: popular series, uh, you know, series for them. And also, I think uh, the Waukesha police purchased three of those for undercovers um, just recently.
0: <laughs> That's like the ultimate shame. You're being right? pulled over by a minivan. If you see, Come like, on, a really, buddy!
1: Really new looking, very clean minivan in Waukesha. <laughs> don't speed around that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> just so funny. You know.
0: I like that, but uh, see that would be the thing if I if I was a police dude, a police officer, I'd be like, so can I get like a Camry?
1: Right, right, and that's (laughs) and and with the new law in Wisconsin, you don't even have to have law enforcement plates on your vehicles. Oh no, they can really do pretty much anything for undercovers. That's interesting. So I think that's why that they kind of went the minivan route because. You
0: know. nobody's going to expect to get <laughs> exactly. pulled over by a minivan. I would really like until this it happens. minivan,
1: though. The Pacifica. Yes, this Pacifica when is... When you were showing me the features, I was like, what?
0: I, I saw this, and I'm like, they're reviving the Pacifica. What's going on here? Um, but I'm actually really on board for this vehicle, and watch out, Toyota. Watch out, uh, Honda, because this van is... It's got, it's got technology everywhere. They have... They're, has, cu- they're marketing it as as just another hybrid featuring 80 miles a gallon.
1: And when we 80, were talking about this before, the reason that they can say that is because... Um, because they're marketing
0: it as a hybrid, but right. it's really
1: a plug-in hybrid. Correct.
0: So this van for 30 miles is completely an electric vehicle.
1: Which is like uh, similar to how the Priuses run, uh, if they're under 25, they run on only electricity. Yes. But uh, as soon as you know you go past that 25 mile an hour limit, yes. it engages and you start actually using your thing. But for this, no matter what speed you're going, for the first 30 miles, you use only electric uh, electricity power, and then after that you start using your gas, which makes you, the range of how far you can Absolutely. drive huge. And like you were saying before, um, if you're a commuter or stay-at-home mom Absolutely. or you have kids in school.
0: The average minivan that, driver right, only 30 goes mile 30 miles a day, mm-hmm. maybe 35. So you're using five miles of your gas and it's still a hybrid after right. it goes, after it expires that 30 miles. Or even miles. if you're,
1: you know, like uh, a contractor, a guy who's out, you know, working in the community all day, mm-hmm. you could have one of these vans outfitted with all your tools and you know, have a range of 30 miles that you could go easily without wasting any gas.
0: Yeah, that could be a new premium for, for contractors as well. If mm-hmm. they get this van, I'm sure they're going to, oh, hey, Chrysler, you could pay me for this one. They could make a commercial series of vans like this that go 30 miles. You. I don't think they're going <laughs> to be listening to this, but if sure. they
1: are. I uh, just waved at him. Thir- the first thirty miles, though.
0: But the thir- first thirty miles, that could be a premium for contractors, plumbers, electricians. Where essentially the, th- the within a fifteen mile radius. Because remember, you got to right. get back.
1: It doesn't, you know, th- it doesn't cost well, it, anything it doesn't cost anything the thing that needs to be noted here is that those first 30 miles aren't just free cuz they're not free. free they are electric you have do have to pay for the electricity to fill it and uh, and you also have to get uh, retrofitted your garage with one of these charging a ports.
0: 240 volt correct outlet which is not terribly uncommon that you can right. find you can like you can it's just, the same you, as can as just you can just go to menards you can go to home depot and find one plug it in just fine but uh, you t- typically, your home is not going to have 240-volt outlets. Correct. But <laughs> with the 240-volt charger, it charges within two hours.
1: That's pretty fast.
0: Two hours.
1: I remember when my son used to take longer than two hours to charge fully.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So this van is just loaded with technology. It's still got the stow-and-go seating. I don't know how they did that. with why li- They put the batteries in the floorboard. Mm-hmm. But they still have the stow and go seating. So I don't quite know how that f- all fits together. Right. I'm really excited to see where this van takes them. And like I said before, watch out Toyota, watch out Honda, because Chrysler's back with a minivan and they're kind of They're kind of excited kinda kicking to see right
1: hybrids now. becoming more of a thing, you yeah, know, absolutely. progressively. And, and, with more hybrids out there, it means more competition between the hybrid companies, and for we'll sure. eventually get better cars for the consumers. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really what it's all about.
0: All right, coming up next, uh, we have a little tribute to David Bowie.
1: Alrighty, guys. The Other Things podcast is produced at Openbox Strategies in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Openbox Strategies is a website design, video production, and online marketing firm that delivers fixed-fee, value-based creative projects, and never for an hourly fee. Jumpstart your marketing today. Call 262-825-6993 or visit openboxstrategies.com all right guys moving on to entertainment uh we have had a little bit of sad news in the past couple days yes we have david bowie prolific musician um has died at the age of 69 uh he has been in a couple year battle with cancer um and uh has passed away um i've been a big fan of david bowie david bowie's kind of changed the face for music for a lot of people um there's lots of tributes that have been done by a lot of musical celebrities and also just, you know, pop celebrities in general about how David Bowie affected their life and how important he was. Um, so I encourage you to go online and check some of those out if you're interested. But um, the main thing that I want you to go check out, if you haven't seen it yet, um, the final piece of, you know, art or music, and it's also a music video that um, David Bowie really put out before he died is called Lazarus. Uh, which is very um, ominous a little bit But uh, it's a very touching last final message from David Bowie And if you're a David Bowie fan and you haven't seen it I definitely recommend that you do It's a little sad, obviously um, You know, considering the situation But I would still encourage you to go see it It's uh, very cathartic
0: And I, I understand he recently released an album as well
1: Yes, uh, the, Lazarus was part of that album Okay um, And uh, so that was kind of his last work that he put out um the cool thing was though that this music video and that album released before he died and he actually got see feedback it before he died and, and it was positive feedback so i think that you know that's something good that can come out of this is at least he got to share that piece of himself with the world one last time and and people really received it well and he got to see that people liked it too so which i'm sure was very important to him
0: Absolutely. And I remember, well, it wasn't that long ago. It's like I remember back in the day <laughs> when Robin Williams passed away and he mm-hmm. one of his last films was that The Third Night of the Night at the Museum. Oh, yes. That's right. uh, where Teddy he Roosevelt. had that nice speech about going away and how he's, you know, uh, other things and people are watching this and going.
1: Yeah. Huh? Um I've also always been a huge Johnny Cash fan and uh the last album that johnny cash put out in the last music video he put out is called hurt um it's a actually a remake of a nine inch nails song um but that music video being the last one he did same kind of feeling i got when i watched Lazarus. it's you know really an artist getting a chance to say goodbye and you know people were always like oh we knew this was going to happen that kind of stuff he was a cancer patient who had cancer for more than a year um he kind of right he, he was feeling those, you know, that depression and those feelings already. So that's, I feel like that's what he kind of channeled to make this music and this music video as well. So, um, either way, if you haven't checked it out, go check it on YouTube right now. Um, and I think that you will not be, uh, dissatisfied. All very right.
0: Good. Now, if tech? We, yes, if we haven't mentioned it before, this podcast is very entertainment and tech heavy. Um, just because that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 2016,
1: so, new year, lots of people like to release new stuff.
0: New stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and really towards the end of last year, we had a lot of releases, uh, movies, mm-hmm. films. Uh, we had The Reverend recently come out. The um, Revenant, which, yes. Revenant. Leonardo
1: DiCaprio and Tom Hardy.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but now we're going back to tech. Uh, GM and Lyft. Well, it's really just GM. GM L-Y-F-T for those. Of you L-Y, Yes. So, the rideshare company and big, biggest national automaker, right, GM, General Motors, yeah. uh, made a deal with Lyft to start developing an autonomous car. Now, we've been talking a lot about autonomous cars mm-hmm. um, the Tesla, in the podcast.
1: Google Car.
0: Right. Um, and really, w- last time we were talking about, we were talking about Ford just mm-hmm. kind of skipping a phase and going right into full autonomy. Right. Now, this seems to be the next phase mm-hmm. of vehicles that are coming around right but it's interesting that they're making this deal with lyft
1: instead of uber
0: <sighs> not they're not necessarily instead of uber but i it's just that i was more thinking in terms of trucking and trains okay and you'd
1: think that's that's where the frontier would be for auto autonomous vehicles because then you could have you know all of your shipping totally automatic. Absolutely. You wouldn't have to worry about your truck driver falling asleep at the wheel. You wouldn't right. have to worry about fatigue from your truck driver Absolutely, delivery drivers. All you would have to do is flip a switch and literally watch the GPS locator come to you. Absolutely, and yeah. That would be super awesome, and I'm sure it would cut down on shipping costs, too, because you wouldn't have to pay that trucker then to drive. You could just then be basically paying for the gas.
0: And I've seen that uh, Mercedes-Benz... Mm-hmm. made a I want to call it a lorry. I've been watching too Lori. much uh top uh, top gear top recently. Gear. Um which they have new episodes on Netflix, which is incredible and I love that show. But they have a Mercedes-Benz made a semi oh, that yes. is partially autonomous. It still acquires a driver, but the mm-hmm. driver can completely disengage. Right. From, it's got like an auto driving function. Yeah, and then if it if it reads something where it doesn't know what's ahead, it'll alert the driver, you know, and he, he has essentially like two minutes <laughs> to take back over, <laughs> and that's kind of alarming. But um,
1: right, and it's still a you know a new technology, so there's always it, it is kind of nerve wracking to like you know let go of a wheel and just absolutely. walk away from it. I'm sure that'll freak anybody out. Absolutely, um, but but with the potential th- there for that technology is huge.
0: There's always a problem with new technology that comes out is you always have the newest technology but you also have to contend with the oldest technology mm-hmm. is that you're still going to have those people out there driving their, you know, 85 Toyota Corollas right. that had absolutely no onboard computer, it might have power steering, I don't know, if it still works and they're just driving just beater cars out there. How are you going to how are you going to account yeah. for those those if, cars. If every
1: car was autonomous, it would be very easy to make it safe. It would. But since every car won't be autonomous for a very long time, it's going to be hard. You would, be
0: hard. You, would yeah. have, you would have to retrofit every car with some sort of tracking device, some right. sort of... Or make two basically, separate uh, roads,
1: you know what I mean? Right. Like a road just for autonomous Absolutely. vehicles. But then that there's a whole other infrastructure cost that's associated with that. Absolutely. But this so,
0: back to this GM Lyft deal, it looks like it's going to be a great idea for the city centers. So, like, okay. like the big cities, downtown New York, Los Angeles, and all the other ones where rideshare people don't have a car themselves, they can blip, 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 order a car, it drives up to them, no driver in the car, they type in their coordinates or whatever, and they go off somewhere oh. else, and then the car leaves, goes Super to pick someone else. Stuff. It's essentially a cab. Mm-hmm. But without a driver and just with your smartphone, don't have to worry about tipping anyone. It's mm-hmm. that it's done. Moving on, right? And we are moving on. So what's right. coming up
1: next? Uh, we are going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Eight.
0: Yes, we are. The Other Things Podcast is produced at Open Box Strategies in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Open Box Strategies is a website design, video production, and online marketing firm that delivers fixed fee, value-based creative products. And never li- never for an hourly fee. Jumpstart your marketing today. Call two six two eight two five six nine nine three or visit openboxstrategies.com. We're gonna be talking about Star Wars episode eight. Yes, we so are so Episode seven just came out. We have yes. a release date, May seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Which is so we don't even have to away. wait a full two years. Almost. That's exciting for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're coming up on May already. It's like yeah. the end of January, right? No, not not even close. But still, it we're feels like the end of January.
1: Um, um, this, the what we're talking about today is um, an interview with uh, John Boyega. who yes. Of course, plays Finn. Um, and talking about his role in Episode Eight, and he says it will be a much darker film, which, um, you know, since this one kind of followed the tradition of episode four. If they follow the tradition of episode five, which is the Empire Strikes Back, obviously a little bit more darker film. Yes. Um, you know, puts the heroes in a position where they're running away instead of trying to fight, uh, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, definitely could hold true. Um, also, in episode eight, talking about John Boyga, it has been not 100% confirmed, but Billy Dee Williams has said that he will be an... Star Wars Episode Eight.
0: What do you think about this?
1: <sighs> Finn might be his kid. Finn might be that's, his kid. That's that's
0: my initial thought. Is that
1: um, when they're talking about the stormtroopers, they say that they take them from their families before like they're even aware of being, mm-hmm. you know, a person, and then train them from a very young age to be a stormtrooper. And that's right. that's the program that Finn was in. It's like kind of like special forces for stormtroopers. So if it is, you know lando's kid if finn is right. lando's kid lando wouldn't even know
0: he lando would know lando finn wouldn't know
1: well lando would know that he had a kid that got taken he wouldn't know necessarily that that's Finn. who
0: it is there wouldn't be really any way to confirm it unless he just right. goes i'm your father but then it would go like all right let's right. get maury out here we got to do the paternity test everything else but it would be it We haven't seen a paternity test in Star Wars. Not saying that they don't have (laughs) it. I'm sure they do, but it it would just be it would just be a stretch to say, how can you confirm that this one guy who was a stormtrooper is your son? I don't really see that. Um, And there was no indication previously that Lando, I'm a firm believer, first of all, that Finn is a force user. I don't think we're gonna well, agree all we on can, that. Well, we can we can talk about that I don't right think we're now. Agree on that one. You don't you don't agree. Yeah. All right. What are your arguments for Finn is not a force user? He
1: doesn't demonstrate any force sensitivity or force powers in the entire movie. Okay and i think that the only reason that he knows how to use the lightsaber as well as he does is cuz he's a soldier.
0: That's very valid. And, and he was so trained he was trained with that yeah, you know electric in baton hand-to-hand thing. Combat. Yeah, yeah, so
1: he he, he gets kind of how to do hand-to-hand combat so he just kind of replaces it with, you know, the lightsaber. Um and i think i i i'm just all right, so if snoke is in charge of the first order and so is and kylo ren's associated with the force uh the first order. And they're taking these stormtroopers and basically taking them away from people and then, you know, growing them into stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. They probably would have been able to test to see if he was a force sensitive. And th- I feel like they would have known. They're going
0: to pull his blood and see how many clarians he has.
1: Exactly. So, like, if they would have been able to do that, then they would have known right away when he was a baby. So they could have, like, started training him to be a dark Jedi or whatever that they wanted him to be at that point. They would make him
0: a knight of Ren.
1: Right. And they didn't do that. Which makes me think that he's not Force-sensitive.
0: All right. Then I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. How did he realize that being a Stormtrooper was bad? If not with the Force's help?
1: I think that he's just a good person, man. And and that he has a sense of morals. And that uh, when, he, okay. when he gets down to the planet and they're like, okay, you're going to be fighting these people. And then he gets out and then they're just slaughtering people. Like... There's not even really anybody fighting back except for Poe. You know, in that scene. Like, basically everybody's running and they're just killing all these innocent people. So I think that when he. I think in his mind, he was psyched out to be a stormtrooper. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fight, like, you know, the enemies. But as soon as he realized they weren't even shooting back and this was just a slaughter, he was kind of like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is wrong. And so then he tries to use Poe to get out.
0: All right. See, my. I guess, belief that he is a force user comes from um, my thinking that Han Solo himself is a force user.
1: Okay. So there's difference. but he just being, doesn't
0: realize it.
1: Right. There's a difference between being like, he doesn't strong in the force and force sensitive. Cause there's lots of people who are force sensitive. Like they've even said, like in some of the books and stuff for star Wars, that like people who are often like really good pilots, or super good fighters um, okay. have slight so- of force sensitivity. Because that's like the the
0: Jedi reflexes. That's why I was have a bad feeling
1: to. about this feeling. So like you know, you walk into a room and all of a sudden you get a tinge on the back of your neck and you know something's not right. Mm-hmm. That could be considered like a level of force sensitivity. That's in, in that's what Star I'm Wars suggesting universe. that Finn has. Yes. yes. So if you were gonna tell me that he's force sensitive, I would be like, okay, that's that's legit. I think he might be force sensitive, but I don't oh no, he's that...
0: not a force user. That's what I meant. He's yeah. he's he'll, sensitive. I don't to think it. he'll ever yes. be a,
1: a Jedi, a true Jedi. I think he's just gonna continue being a soldier. Oh, like I think he'll he be is. trained. He's he could. too
0: he's too eager not to be.
1: He could. But and right I think... now he's
0: got a chip on his shoulder to get Kylo Ren back.
1: I think that he might just want to go help the resistance with Poe though, instead of going to train as a Jedi. You know what I mean? Right, because that's the whole Luke Skywalker. I can't. I can't train right now. I need to go help my friends. Mentality. I um, can see but, that. Right. So I, it could go either way. But I, you're. I think you're right in saying that he definitely has some kind of force sensitivity. I don't think that'll be a Jedi, though. That's my all right. Prediction. I think
0: I. I'm just really on the Finn train. I'm just like that's give okay. That, if we give can, that guy we a lightsaber. Disagree. Make him fight with it. i will be right later. That what? <laughs> right, and uh, I, I, I. This one of us will be at in least. my heart. Yeah. I feel it in my heart.
1: Well, Um, uh, John Boyga said in this interview that he thinks that he'll have to do some working out. He um, says that he's going to have to go to a
0: gym a lot and it's going to require, he says he's going to have to be more physical. So
1: that could be that he's going to be Jedi trained or that could be that he's just going to be doing more soldier stuff. Who knows?
0: who knows? I'm I'm really looking forward to episode eight already. Also looking forward to rogue one. Um, also, yes, uh, the Han Solo movie, which I they think is a con- terrible f- idea, but I'm just going along they with it. They
1: have confirmed that one of the spin-off movies will be a Han Solo movie, and they also released a list of people who they think will play. Um, I think it's a list of eight actors who they think will play um, young Han. Now, the most recognizable name, at least for me in the list, is Dave Franco. Yes. And... I don't exactly like James Franco, but Dave Franco is actually a decent actor. I've seen him in some stuff. He's in a lot of comedies. It's kind of hard to judge somebody's you know acting ability right. from a comedy. Um, but it's like
0: Owen Wilson's serious movies where right uh, 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 the dog movie. I got
1: nothing. Marley and it? Me.
0: That's the one. Okay, there. Where we go. he he's playing a serious role with Jennifer Aniston, and it's it. I mean, he can do it very well, and he, right. he he has in the past. But I just remember him as the oh man. I feel you like
1: know. I feel like Dave Franco would either nail the role or completely kill it, because I th- I feel like he's got a lot of like um I don't know the snarkiness of Han Solo. He could right. definitely channel that pretty well, um, which is like a huge part of the Han character for me. Um, but I think that people are going to be really wanting the Han Solo prequel because of what happened in <laughs> Episode Seven because um, they want more Han. So I've also heard the know. other
0: side is that Han Solo had his exit,
1: and that was and a good it. exit. Don't touch it. Yeah, I don't think that they should bring him back. That would be a mistake. If if Han Solo somehow isn't dead, oh no 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 no! I'm oh, yeah, talking about, about, about like his movie.
0: whole his whole story is done. Why go back? Why go back? We and try already to... know how it okay. ends. We don't know how to. We don't need to know where. Well, it the came other from.
1: the other protagonist or antagonist, depending on how you look at it, that they've talked about for doing a uh, another spinoff movie would be Boba Fett, and I think that that would probably do better. Um, it like at least in the terms you're talking about of not going back and messing with the story any more than we already have. Um, so I don't know.
0: Right, for me,
1: for me though, I'm gonna say that Dave Franco is my choice right now. For, uh for there was ensemble. another guy in the list. Who did uh I say it was? Jenner, last name Jenner. Not Hold Jenner. On.
0: Nope, nope. I'm not on um, that Um
1: So far, <laughs> I have Miles Teller. Nope. Ansel Elgort. Dave nope. Franco. Nope. Jack Rayner. Scott.
0: One. Jack Rayner.
1: Jack Rayner. Okay, yep. that's he's, the one I'm. He's I'm on board he's been for doing that some one. Good stuff. I'm um, on board for Jack Rayner. The other ones, just for if anybody want to know, Scott Eastwood, Logan Learman. Scott and Emery Eastwood Cullen. would be
0: interesting too. Um. That's but I don't I don't know, I don't sun, know right? if we. Yes, I don't know if we really Dude, want. He looks so much
1: like Clint Eastwood. He does. It's nuts.
0: He does. I don't know if we really want. I, I I love the space cowboy thing.
1: Also, here it says in this that Rogue One is gonna finish filming in a month.
0: Cool. That there. means we should have a trailer soon.
1: Yeah, at least one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And we're we probably due for a trailer on that one, right. e- even if it's just a teaser. Um. Moving on because
1: running out of time oh we are
0: running out of time um don't
1: worry i'll go through this stuff quickly
0: all right uh golden globes golden globes let's talk about leo dicaprio and there's the really Revenant. T- only t-
1: yeah there's two things i want to talk about one leonardo dicaprio if you haven't seen the Revenant yet go watch it um it's not the kind of movie i would bring my kids to it's very gritty um very mature um the m- level of method acting that leonardo dicaprio did for this film is insane he slept for a night inside of a dead horse, like straight Star Wars Tauntaun style, in yeah. order to keep for warmth. He ate raw bear liver for this, actually, for the scene in the movie. Um, and really, the general idea of the story is there's a man, he's in the wilderness, he gets attacked by a bear, and a bunch of other crazy stuff happens. And he has to try to get back to civilization by himself. And he's obviously very wounded, he's been mauled by a bear. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like. A combination of like a like a pulp fiction level of violence with like castaway because for
0: because it's just him
1: well it's not just him on the screen it, it is just him on the screen for a while but like he like kind of goes from person to person he finds people who help him um but he is alone a lot for part of it so it's okay. it's it's kind of like him being on screen by himself for a long time and you have to be a very good actor in order to pull that off. Right. And so I thought his performance is amazing. He won a golden globe for that. Kudos on him. Hopefully he wins an Oscar for it because he hasn't got one yet. Um and the second thing I wanted to talk about is the Martian. Okay. Which did win a Golden Globe, but not in the category you'd For
0: pick. best comedy.
1: Best comedy slash musical. So it could have been a comedy or a musical.
0: Now you and I were talking about Which this yesterday. The Martian is neither. Martian is there are It has s- funny elements to
1: it. There's definitely some funny parts to it, but it's a drama.
0: But there's another definition to comedy that is sometimes overlooked where the comedy farce. isn't necessarily just about something funny. It's the storyline doesn't really go anywhere. So um what's his name again? Who? Matt well, I'll just Matt call him Damon. Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon starts somewhere, he goes somewhere and then he finishes somewhere. In a drama, you're supposed to right. Your start somewhere. I and suppose then you go, the argument go can somewhere, be made somewhere else. Plot, plot so picture. this is a more of a more of a traditional version of comedy where right now we think of a comedy as it's funny, right? It, it makes you laugh, whatever else. But there's another more traditional definition of comedy where the story essentially starts where it ends off. It's also called a farce, right? It's kind of um, like the
1: tragic comedy kind of like the shakespeare idea right more of like that kind of comedy than right. than what we would typically think of as comedy mm-hmm. now
0: but i still wouldn't call even the martian a farce
1: yeah it's uh, it's a it's a tough stretch and a lot of people were especially in social media were questioning why why you would do that
0: but i think they just wanted to recognize the martian they wanted to give it recognition right and i think it's but they it. already it they movie. already fit all these other films into another one or all well, the other comedies are just that bad
1: that is also possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's time to end things. And to end things, I want to talk about an amazing movie that has had an amazing marketing team behind it. Um, Deadpool. The movie is coming out right around 30 days from now. Um, if you have not, or if you're not familiar with Deadpool, it's a very serious, mature, graphic type of comic book where there's lots of violence. There's lots of adult humor. Um, and today they released a ad for Deadpool in a Nicholas Sparks Valentine's Day-esque... You know, they actually have a billboard that makes Deadpool look like a romantic comedy or a romantic movie, and it's not at all. So I think that that's just, it's like second level marketing. It's like one, kind of trying to trick people into going to see it, but two, it's like for the really dedicated fans who know that it's not that. It's it's an even deeper joke. I think it's I think it's brilliant, and the rest of the marketing that they've done for this movie has been on point too. Yeah,
0: before this they had the Twelve Days of Deadpool, which yep. was surrounding During Christmas, surrounding the Christmas season. They've done a lot with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and it's surprising that they're going with him because of the failed Green Lantern, He's thing, gonna do which much we just won't mention. But I think they're giving Ryan Reynolds a lot of yeah a lot of play. Um, they're basically their marketing team is not leaving. They're not leaving any idea on the table. No, they're, they're pretty they're, much gonna take anything because Deadpool right. does anything he wants. And
1: they're being very, you know, traditional to the comic book standards. So yeah, in about thirty days, go see that. It's gonna be great. And if you haven't seen The Revenant already, please go see that as well. Absolutely, I think that it will definitely be winning some Oscars.
0: And this has been episode ten of the Other Things podcast. Remember, life is a contact sport.